continuing the Gemara on Daf Ches, we're starting from the bottom line of Zayin and Beis. The Mishnah said, if after they scare her and they tell her all this musr and they do everything they can to encourage her to admit her guilt, she insists that she's tor, then the Mishnah says, they bring her, get what we mentioned of Shar Nikonar. So it says, what do you mean, Maila Noisol? Hasam Kaima. The beginning of the Mishnah said, You're Maila Noisol, the Bezna Gadol, Yushalayim, and you're Maimin which are the Bezna Gadol. We know the Bezna Gadol sat right at the entrance to the Azara. That's exactly where it was. So she was already in that place. So what does it mean, Maylanoi saw? So the answer is that we actually take her out of the Harabayas area, all the way down, Rashi seems to say all the way down the mountain, and then bring her back up. So first they bring her back up and they scare her. Then they make her walk all the way down, walk all the way back up, and then they... I'm going to continue with the site of process. Why? To make her tired, she should be worried and worn out emotionally and physically, and then maybe she will break and admit what she did, so we don't have to go ahead and go through the whole site of process. They do this when they want to test, uh, test and verify the and the veracity and truth of what the Adam are saying, so they wear them out physically, and they move, make them go from walk from place to place, etc. Because they should teach her if they have so they should get uh, not of stable mind, tired physically and emotionally, and then admit if they're lying, that's what we do by Adam. So we do the same thing over here by a site. So we said you bring her to the Shar Nikonar, Shasham Mashkin Esasaitis. There we said we do the Saitis, we do the Mitzayras, and we do the Oledis. Says more Bishma Saitis. I understand why you have to do the Saita there. By the Shah Nikon, to receive him and Asakinus, he shall Hashem. So it says should be Lefne Hashem. Besh Hashem means that it has to be right by the door of the entrance of the, of the Azara. You don't want to do it in the Azara, you're going to be tearing off her clothes, etc. So you do it right by the door over there. Mitzurai Nami. But Mitzurai also says, The Pasik says, And there, Mitzurai says, And Mitzurai is for sure, Mechusa Kapara. Mechusa Kapara is now to go in to the base of Megdish. He also stands by the Shanikonar, so he can be Yait to the Mitzurai Lefne Hashem, even though he's not actually in the Azara. Elo Yeledes, so Yeledes has to bring her karbanis of Yeledes. My time, why does she have to be left Hashem? Yes, she's a Mechusikapar, she can't go into the base of Migdash. But why does she have to stand by the Shanikonar? Why can't she just stay home? Says the Gemara. Now, obviously, the Mitzayra has to be there because the Mitzayra, we have to put the Dam, the Shemin on his fingers, etc. So the Mitzayra has to be there. So the Pshara is to do it with Hashem by the Shanikonar. And of course, the site has to be there. Dashri has to drink the water, has to be with Hashem. But the other doesn't have to be anywhere. So if you're going to say it's because they're supposed to be there on their Korbanis, then when a person brings a carbon, it's a mitzvah to be Rashi says to be Yamoid Vishmar al Korbani. It says, it says, it says in the Pasuk in the, the Safri Darshans, So Tishmuli means you should be Shomer on your Karbanas. Therefore, someone who is bringing a Karban, Lechatchila is definitely a mitzvah for that person to go to the base of Migdash and be in the Azar when they're bringing the Karbanas. You should wait. And therefore, they should wait until the person gets there. And therefore, the Yeledes, even though it's not Ma'akiv necessarily, but she should be there. And therefore, she stands up to Hashem because she's not allowed to go into the Azar because she's a Mechusa Kapar. 
Says so if that's the svara, it's not a special din of lettuce. It's a din in anybody who has a carbon being brought the they should be there when they bring the carbon. And if they can't, they should by stand by shaynikanam. Yachi zavin vazavis nami. If someone's a zav gadol and they have to bring a carbon, a zav is also a chusakapara cannot go into the base of mikdash. They also should stand by shaynikanar. And we don't see in the mission of the list that shan, that zav is part of that. Halach, we just said by a lettuce. We didn't say Zav. So, you're right. The truth is, it applies to anybody who's a Mechusa Kapara who has to bring a carbon, is supposed to stand by the door of the Beis HaMikdash when the carbon's being brought to be as close as possible. Amish is just giving an example of a lettuce, but the truth is, it's not just a lettuce. Anybody who's a Mechusa Kapara, whereas a Mitzayra and a Saita, that's a special din that they have to be there because they have to actually be involved in the process. Whereas any other person who's bringing a carbon, it's just a regular din of Tishmu Lakli you cannot do two saitis at one time. Now, even though the, the Gemara says, Ein mashkin, Taisa says it doesn't mean mashkin. It means, Just bringing them into the Azorah at the same time, even though you're actually giving them to drink at the same time, Taisa says that would also be an issue over here. We'll see what the Svar is in a second. This is a, a similar halacha to a discussion the place can have when you have two sefer that you lame with on a Shabbos or a Yontif. Do you take both out at the same time or do you take one out, lame from it, put it back and bring out the second one? Uh, our, obviously, our meaning is to take out both and only read from one at a time. There's actually Rishalmi who says not like that. The Rishalmi says similar to this Taisvis that even taking out two sefer at the same time would be a problem as we'll see in the Gemara. Therefore, you should take out one at a time. Uh, so left off, we pass like this Taisvis, but this is the way Taisvis learns this sugya. So what's the issue over here? Why do we have a problem with Mashka two saitis at the same time? Says the Gemara, Because we're afraid if they're both drinking at the same time. Again, we're before they get the Rashka, we're trying to get them to admit that they were guilty. And therefore we shouldn't have to be Hashem Hashem. If there's two of them there, they'll be embarrassed one to the other and neither one will want to admit. And if one is being uh, insisting that she's innocent, the other one will insist that she's innocent as well. And therefore it's just a svara in Dine Saita at this stage that we, we, we a psychological issue, we don't want the two women there to be pressuring one to the other. That's not the issue. The Pasuk says Oisa. Which Oisa exactly we're talking about is not clear. Rashi says it's Vihishbiya Oisa HaKohen. It's talking about later on when we get to the actual process of the Shaita. It says the Kohen makes her make a Shmua that she didn't do the Avera. It says Vihishbiya Oisa. So it says that we only do one Shaita at a time. So why did Tanakhama bring the psychological svara? He should have just said the pasuk. So Tanakhama agrees to the pasuk, but the Tanakhama over here, the, who are, generally speaking, we have in Shas Machlekes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. The Tanakhama over here is Rabbi Shimon. The Dorish time of the Rabbi Shimon is famous for in, in all of Shas. He tries to find uh, logical reasons for halachas in the pasuk, and therefore he says Matam Kamar Matam. What's the reason behind this halacha that you can not be mashkesh teisa? Because it's Avaisa Levada. That means Rabbi Shimon is saying there's a halachic nafkamina based on his far. According to you, it's excessive cost of Aisa Levada, no exceptions. According to Shimon, he's saying, no, the rule is based on the fact that we're afraid they're going to psychologically pressure one to the other. So there must be a halachic nafkamina to Rabbi Shimon's if we see the woman, or one of them, or both of them, are terrified and shaking and really, really scared, so then we don't have to be worried that they're going to have psychological pressure. 
If it's exerts a kosa by Yisulavada, it's Yisulavada. You can only do one at a time. But if the pshat in the Yisulavada is because we're afraid that they're going to be psychologically have peer pressure one to the other, if we see that that's not true, then the Chayyim would be allowed to, according to Shimon, actually be mashke two at the same time. Says Mervay says, says me mashkina. You're going to tell me if they're afraid and they don't have this issue. At least according to Shimon, you'd be mutter. There's another issue over here, and the other issue is that we don't do two mitzvahs at the same time, as Rashi explains, because then it's near love kamasui. If a person has mitzvahs to do, you do each one in its proper time. Benachas ruach. Slowly, deliberately finish the first mitzvah. You do the second mitzvah. When you try to do two mitzvahs at one time, you're not doing either one very well, probably. And it looks like it's a master. Look, I'm burning. I just want to get these them out of the way. No, that's not. We have halacha that says ein mitzvah mitzvahs chavilas chavilas. So. Whether we learned that out from here from Isa, would maybe according to Yudah, we learned it out from Isa, but Rabbi Shimon is saying it's not the issue. Rabbi Shimon is saying this is not a generic issue of Chavilas Chavilas. This is a specific issue because of the psychological issue of Saita. Lechayr, we know this Klal and Shas of Enemitzvah Chavilas Chavilas. This none. We have a Mishra, it's a Brisa. Ein Mashkin Shtei Saitis Kechad, Vemetan Shtei Mitzarin Kechad, you can't do two Mitzaris at the same time. Vemetan Shtei Avadim Kechad, if you have Ritzi on an Evid, you have to pierce their ear if they want to stay longer, can't do two of those at the same time. Vemetan Shtei Agolos Kechad, if you have Egla Rufi, you can't do two of those at the same time. Lefisha Enetz, if it's just Chavilas Chavilas. So how can you say, according to Shimon, the Svar over here is going to say, you could do two Saitis at the same time if there is Sessis and the Svara of Isa does not apply. The Chayyah still have an issue of Chavilas Chavilas. The whole halacha of any mitzvah is only when it's one person. This is why Rashi learns the If you have one kain who's doing both, you don't want to do two at the same time. It looks like a masoi. But if you have two kainim, each one is doing one saita. Just having them there in the base of mikdash at the same time would not be a problem. Chavilas, chavilas. Now. According to Yehuda, it makes no difference, because by Saita it still says, Oisad, Oisad says, you can't do two at the same time, can't even bring them into the base of English, as Taisa said at the same time, because of Oisad. According to Shimon, that's only because of the psychological issue. If you don't have the psychological issue, because you see there were Sessas, and you're dealing with two different kind of each one doing one Isha, then according to Shimon, it would talk about Continue the mission. The mission says, He grabs her by the begodim, and we said, if it rips, it rips. What's this thing? Tanabana, the Pasuk says, Okay, so he, he's para, he undoes, he exposes. Says the Gemara, Ainli So it says he exposes her hair. As we said, he undoes her hair covering or her, or her braids. How do you know you're supposed to expose her body? Time remember, ha isha. It's already said, It's Sukkot said, it was para es roisha. Why is it a para es reish ha isha? Why is it isha the second time? Then now they use it her hair, but it's her goof as well. So why is it a para es reish? Right? Why, why do you have to need that for if you're exposing her body? It does both. He doesn't just expose her body, he actually undoes and exposes her hair also, again, to be manavil her. Yehuda said, amazingly, as we mentioned, that no, if it's going to cause a problem of tznius, you don't do it. Tzitzis points out over here, the Tzitzis actually over here on Ardaf, that this is a dindra abonin, that we can be mevatel, this mitzvah saseh, because we're afraid of here. Again, it just depends on the situation. Now, there, are, there is another safri, apparently, who says you could just put up a machitza, and that solves the tznius issue, but Yehuda apparently does not want to go with that, and the Rabbanon also say you don't have to put up a tznius, uh, anything, a fuch, you want to embarrass her as much as possible. So the Rabbanon say you do it, I don't care, and Yehuda says it depends, if you're afraid it's going to create here, then you're mevatel this mitzvah. 
says the moral, Sounds like Yehuda is afraid that even though we're in the middle of a mitzvah over here in the base of Middash, we're afraid people will see her and come to her hurim rorim about znus. Rabbanu leichash, Rabbanu don't care about it. Seem to say that that's irrelevant to us. So we have another halacha similar in Bezdin, which seems to have the opposite svaras. Desanya, we're talking over here about when you take someone out to get skila. When you take someone out to get skila, man or a woman. So we want to make sure, as we'll see in the Gemara, the Gemara says, You want to kill them as fast as possible. So one of the things we do is we undress them. We undress them so they should be totally undressed so that they will die faster. And when we throw the stones on them, we throw them off the roof, wherever the process of skila is, uh, they will die faster if they're not wearing clothing. Okay, but we have a tzniyas issue. So Bryce says, A man, we let him wear like a little loincloth to cover him over in the front for tzniyas. A woman, she covers over in front and the back. It's all ever different Yehuda. Okay. No, 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 no. A man would be killed when he's not dressed. Whereas a woman is not, is fully dressed. Why are they fully dressed? Must be the Chum hold, we're afraid of her. And uh, just covering them over a little bit is not going to be enough to take care of the hero problem. Yudha says, we want to be a little sneer, so we cover her over a little bit in front and back, but in general, she's undressed. So you see, in this case of Skila, Rabbi Yudha is not chayish for hero, and the Rabbanon are chayish for hero. And by Saita, we said the opposite svar. So what's the whole issue over here? By Saita, that we care if she's pretty beautiful. Shema Tetzim Bezden Zakois, right? She's, if she's guilty, she's going to blow up and die on the spot. So we're not, we don't have to worry about anybody doing any mysis with her if she's about to be blown up. What are you afraid of? She'll be innocent, and if she's innocent, she'll go out, and then one of the kainim or someone who saw her will be attracted to her. And therefore, Buddha says, we have to be, the, sorry, therefore, Buddha says, we have to be chayish for her. Awesome, I'm a stalker. But the skila case, what are you afraid of? You're afraid someone's going to be mazana with her? She's about to die. There's no getting out of this anymore. She's going to be dead in a few minutes. You don't have to worry about her or Znus if she's definitely going to be dead. Whereas by Saita, left after she's going to be dead. So therefore, Yudha says, by Saita, we have to be worried. Maybe afterwards, if she gets out of this, then somehow, that one of the kind will be attracted to her and she's still married and it's not a good situation. Whereas by the Skila, I don't care. Maybe you say, no, what do you mean? Someone will see her. Just seeing her is a Tznias issue and that will cause the person to have her or want to act with a different woman. That's true. When a person wants to have a taiva, it means he has a taiva for the isha that he sees and he wants to have nus with her. He's not going to be able to take out that taiva on another woman. Psychological issue, that's what the Gemara says, and if we don't worry about that. So therefore, according to Behuda, it's not a stira. Behuda says, we're chayish for her if we're afraid that you'll see her and then she'll get out of the situation, she'll go home, and then you'll want to go be mazana with her. Therefore, we say we don't undress her if she's beautiful. But, by the case of Skila, I don't care. She's going to die. Samarava, okay. So the Behuda, Behuda, Kasha, the Rabbana, like Kasha, you answer the Steer Behuda, but in the Rabbana, we have the opposite problem. The Rabbana, by Sarita, said, I don't care about the Tznais issue. And over there, she's going to live. And by Skila, they do care. So it's the opposite Svar. What's the whole issue over here by the Saita? The whole issue over here by the Nashim is we want to make sure that people are warned and scared off of doing a Misa Znus. And therefore, even if she's innocent, just the embarrassment that she has to stand there undressed with her clothes ripped and her hair exposed is enough to scare off 
and give Musr to other women. So that overrides, says Rabbanim, the issue of embarrassing her enough to discourage other women from getting in such a situation overrides this thinnest issue. Over here, but the case of Skila, she's about to die. Okay, we don't have to scare other women by showing other women how embarrassed she is because she's undressed. She's going to be killed. That should be enough to scare them off. So the Rabbana said, we look at the goal. The goal is to scare other people away from doing Averis. By sight that she might get out of this, and therefore she won't die, so they won't be scared. But at least they'll be scared because they see she got embarrassed by being undressed, etc., putting herself in a precarious situation. Whereas by this, the woman who's going to be killed, she's going to be killed. That's the biggest muster you need. We don't need to give more muster by making her undressed. What's the problem? If she's going to die, that'll give muster. If she dies not dressed, that's even more muster. Even though this person did something which is mechayev them skila, even though this person is going to be killed over here, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that the uh, we want to make sure that we don't embarrass them too much. We don't want to push them over the limit. And therefore, we're going to go ahead and say that she can get stay dressed so it won't be in her issue and that will be Barla Misa Yafa. What is the issue over here, Barla Misa Yafa? So Rashi explains, as we said, that when a person is undressed, they die faster. So this is the question over here, as we'll see in a second, is it better for them to die faster, or is it better to die with less embarrassment? So that's Nachman says, Barla Misa Yafa means we should let them be less embarrassed. So then what's the Machlaikis Tanayim, where we have Yudha and Rabbanan, are arguing whether she is dressed or not dressed. So they're arguing on this point. Everybody holds that we want to do the best possible thing we could for her. And the best, you know, she's going to die, but the best way. The question is, what is the best way? <laughs> if she's dressed, it's going to take her longer to die. Because the clothing will act as a buffer from the rocks and the cuts and whatever. It'll take her longer to die. But on the other hand, she won't be so embarrassed because she won't be undressed. So what does a woman prefer? Does she prefer to be embarrassed by being undressed but die quicker? Or does she prefer to die slower but not be embarrassed? The first one that was She'd rather be dressed. And therefore, the man there says, you get, leave her dressed, even though it'll take longer to die. And one says, what does she care about being embarrassed for here? She's dying. She'd rather die faster and have less pain. So it's just a, a question, a psychological issue by Nisha, but there's a steer to the din by Saita. By the Saita, the whole point is to scare off other women. Over here, it's, it's not a question of being scared off. Over here, there's no question they're scared because she's about to be killed. The only question is, what's the best for her? Is it best for her to die undressed quickly or to die dressed slowly? We then said in the Mishnah, she was wearing white clothes, we put her in black clothes. She actually liked black clothes, she looks better in black clothes. We take other disgusting clothes. So the issue is not black or white. The issue is which is what makes her look worse to me, manavel her. Obviously, if you're ripping her clothes and undying her hair and putting on dirty clothes, so honey, boy, of course we don't have jewelry. In some way, it's actually more embarrassing to be have ripped clothes and dirty clothes and undressed and be wearing jewelry at the same time is actually really, really strange and actually more embarrassing. People say, You can have a shliach who's undressed, but he's wearing shoes. If a person is just totally naked, he's naked. But to be undressed but wearing shoes looks really, really weird. So maybe it actually makes sense for her to be in these disgusting clothes, half undressed, but wearing jewelry, and that would be more embarrassing. Kamash no, we don't want any jewelry on her. 
Then we said we bring a chevel mitzri to tie it up above her uh, breast a little bit so that it's not so undressed. So, what is this idea of this chevel mitzri? Chevel mitzri is a certain type of rope that was made by the by the Egyptians in those times. Uh, that was a special rope. It was probably made out of like uh, some papyrus material, some flax material, uh, and that was the nature of that rope. So, why is the Mishnah pick chevel mitzri? Maushi akev besaydim. And now it doesn't say in the Pasuk anyway anything about Chevel Amitzri, but somehow maybe they had a Kabbalah that you're supposed to use this specific rope. Why? Is it just a functional issue? We want to make sure her clothing stay on her somewhat, so we need a rope. The example of the rope that the Mishnah uses is Chevel Amitzri, but the truth is any Tzitzel cut and any small rope or whatever you want to do to pin it up, that's fine too. Or maybe there's a deeper meaning here. Damar as we'll see in the Gemara tomorrow, there's a midah connected midah issue. She attract, made herself attractive by wearing a special type of belt or a special type of, of beget that looks like a belt to attract the man. And therefore we use this special Chevel HaMitzvi, which is seemingly not attractive, as a midah connected midah against her. So is it specific dafka or not? Read the mission. Mission says, It says clearly in the mission, it's a functional issue. It's not a midi kinegin midi issue according to this mission, just a functional issue. Any rope is fine. Chevla mitzvah is just an example. Anybody can come and see, and then it says women come and see. So it's like more hagufa kasha. Anybody can write, men or women. And then it says women can see her. Mashma Noshim in Anoshim Loi. Men should not maybe see her because it's embarrassing. She's not dressed. So Mahabaya Targuma Anoshim. And Echanami. When it says they can come and see, when it, say, when it says that, it means on, on women. Women see her, not men. I'm like, Rabbi, I'll call her right to Lurais, Balurais. It says anybody. So it's, it's difficult to say that's referring to women only. Men and women are allowed to come see her. But there's a special mitzvah to women to see, as we quoted the Pasuk before in the Cheskel. And therefore we want the women to see her benevol and be discouraged from being sight and being unfaithful. And therefore it's a mitzvah for women, it's a rishus for men if they want to see this. Says the Mishnah. We have a halacha called the way you act, the acts back with you. For instance, that's our Mishnah by Saita. He She got herself all dressed up to go do the Avera to be attractive to the man. So Kashpochu says you should you're now going to be disgusting, dirty clothes, uncovered, etc. He gil says she exposed herself to do the Avera. Kashpochu says, I will expose you. With her thigh, she exposed or she, she used her thigh to do the Avera. And then the, the man lies on her to do the Maisa on her stomach. Therefore, we say that her Yerech will be Maka first when she drinks the war. And then, the, and then her body will explode. And the Pasuk says, So first it's her Yerech and then her Betan, which will explode, but when she drinks the sight, if she's guilty, therefore that's Mamash Midi for how she did the Avera. The Ashar Kol Guf but the rest of the body stays intact. It's just these parts which did the Avera. Amar Beisif, Even though nowadays, 
we don't have Arba Misa's Bezdin, but we don't have Skila, Srefa, Herig, Chenek, we don't have these things anymore. Bimmi Daloi Bottle, but still, Koshpochu, when he punishes someone, on his own terms, like Rishpochu's terms, it's still like the Misa's Bezdin. Even though we don't have a practical Sanhedrin, Rishpochu still punishes people for their veritable Averis using the same basic ideas, for instance. There is no Bezdin. Someone who would be Skila, which normally in Bezdin gets pushed off a roof and has rocks thrown on them. So I know from God, maybe that person will kill by push, they'll fall off a roof. Or he'll be run over by an animal, or maybe nowadays a car accident, which is similar to a Maiseskila. Similarly, Misha's Chayv Shreifa, someone who's supposed to be killed in the base of, in the Bezdin by Shreifa, or Yenayfod Leika, maybe he'll be burned in a fire, or Nochash Makisha, he'll be bitten by a snake, which we say the Eris, the venom of a snake is like burning up hot inside. Misha's Chayv Ariga, someone who's supposed to be killed at Saif, or Nimsalamalfa to be given over to the guy who killed people by chopping off their heads, or list them by love, or he'll be robbed, and they also threaten people in that way uh, with, with swords. Mishis Chav Chanika, someone who's supposed to be choked, or Tavea Banar, he can drown, or Mespesurniki, which is a disease in the throat, which helps, which causes a person to stop breathing. So these are all Hakoshpochu's quote unquote natural ways of making Abramisa's best. Tanya. Bryce says, How do we know this halacha? Where do we see this in the Torah? That is an idea of Remember, the Pusik says, and very practically speaking, this is a Pusik in Yeshaya that's referring to Yitzhiya Smitzrayim on Pesach. And the Pusik says, With the saw, with the way that Paro treated Klai Yisrael, When I take you out of Mitzrayim, I will punish Paro the same way. An example that the Paro drowned the babies, and therefore the Mitzvah were drowned by Yamsuf. That's what the Pasuk is talking about in Yonai Pesach. And the saw. that's only for big affairs. The Rabbinai, the Rabbis Tarkov, which is less than a saw, Chatsi Tarkov, Kav, Chatsi Kav, Roiva, Chatsi Reva, Tumna, Muochla, all these different measures. A saw is a large measure. These are all fractions of a saw, meaning small affairs. How do you know there also there's an idea of Midah Keneged Midah? Minayin. Tamalama, the Pasuk says, in Yeshaya, by Sisra, Kikol Sa'on Sa'on Berash. Over there, it's talking about going to war. Then when you go to war, it makes a lot of noise. But Sa'on Sa'on is like a lot of smaller versions of a saw. So even by a smaller version, like Roshpochu treats it the same way, even by smaller various, there's an idea of Midah Kenegin Midah. Menachikol Prutu, Prutu, Metzafis, Echesh Ben Gadol. How do you know that sometimes Roshpochu doesn't punish necessarily directly for small Averis? He waits until they gather up, and then he gives a big punishment to cover a bunch of Averis in one big Echesh And then he's what we call in Hebrew, Soger Cheshbon. The Pasuk says in Kehelas, that you add up one at a time, and then you get to a big cheshven, and therefore Gashpochu does midi kerekimida on small things and big things, and sometimes the small things he gathers up together. And the Gemara continues, exactly like our Mishnah said, the ways that she acted, Gashpochu does midi kerekimida back to her. Okay, we'll stop here, because the Gemara is going to continue with a whole long list of the midi kerekimida by Saito, and then I'll continue into tomorrow's stuff.